Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the All of Life Show. I am one of your hosts, Stuart White, along with my beautiful and lovely wife, Alicia. I'm here. She is here. <laughs> I am here. I was here. I, I took here. your part, didn't I? You were supposed to say Alicia White. And oh, that's okay. I We can mix it, it up, up a little. Yeah. You know, you brought me coffee in bed this morning. That, that is That was true. mixing it up a little. I know. <laughs> you always want the coffee, and today I showed up. Yeah, you did. See, that's the secret, folks. You just got to leave them waiting and then surprise them. You do it every morning, <laughs> then it's like, oh, well, this is just an everyday occurrence. That's the narrative you want to put out there. <laughs> yeah. So as you can tell, I'm uh, taking a sip of my coffee right now, very unprofessionally as I'm talking into this microphone for this podcast. But we're very glad to have you guys here with us. We know it's been uh, there's been a little bit of a gap between episodes. We apologize for that. Uh Please forgive us. We repent deeply of our sins. <laughs> we needed to spend some family time. We needed to not focus on anything else but loving our kids and um, being together. So it was a it was a needed time. Thank you for your patience. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's it's really one of those things where you we could do an episode all the time every week, and we that is our aim. But there are times where you're just like, you know what? If I force this, this isn't going to. It's not going to come out well. I can tell this just isn't the day. And so sometimes that happens and, uh, you know, you get what you get. But uh, we are here today and that is what matters. So thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we have had kind of an interesting past weekend. We got to do some camping with um, close friends. Our kids had just the greatest time with their kids. Um, and it, it was really great because... If you are like us, and I think you are, you've probably been very cooped up, very limited in what it is that you are able to do as a family. And it's just nice when you suddenly realize, like, this is what's out there. This is what we can do. Um, and it doesn't even involve going to restaurants, going shopping, going to school, or any of those things that are were typical life up to a few months ago. Our kids literally spent three solid days just digging holes. <laughs> yeah. Massive holes in the ground. Really big holes. So if you happen to go to this beach uh, area where we were camping and you find giant holes dug in the ground, we apologize. Um, Stop apologizing, yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just very apologetic. I'm just a very kind guy. So, you know, that is uh, kind of just a quick little synopsis of the way things have been going with us. And uh, we have a show today, though, where it, it's a heavy heart, you know, things in our country, things in our world are just chaos at the moment, it would seem. At least if you watch the news, everything seems to be going insane. If you are uh, into some of the more like prepper stuff, you probably are looking at this and going, it's happening, <laughs> you know, and every, everybody get to your, uh, your bunkers. Not that all preppers have bunkers, I'm sure you don't, but this is this is sort of what that looks like. We've had a worldwide pandemic, and we've had stock market crashes. We have had uh, storms, storms, earthquakes. We we had a storm here in Central Oregon. We missed it because we were camping, but it was apparently almost like a, a tornado came through. They had like 85 mile an hour sustained winds. It so if you're looking at all this and you're going, what is going on? Uh, Things happen. I guess that would be one of the ways to put it. But also, God is still in control. And right now, I think the thing that is on everybody's minds uh, are these protests and riots and, and all of the stuff that's related to uh, not just one, but 
several incidences that appear to be potentially racially motivated crimes. And people are, people are upset. People are saying, I have had enough of this. And so we want to start this show with just sort of a, a, sol- a solemnity in things. We want to be humble and approach this with, we're not trying to come in and just add our two cents and, and throw in our opinions and things. But really, we want to point people to Jesus in this show. And we're going to start that by telling you a story. Picture, if you will, a man. This man, through his actions, sets off an irreversible chain reaction of consequences. The hearts of people would be sent into a rage, leading to destruction and chaos across the world. When he awoke that morning, he probably had no idea that one thoughtless, heartless act would lead to such devastation. Why did he make the choice he did in that moment? Was it his ego? Did he think he knew better? Maybe he simply couldn't fathom the consequences. He knew in his heart that what he was doing was wrong, but for reasons perhaps only known to him and God, he pushed aside that which he knew was right in order to pursue what he knew was wrong. As bystanders watched, he took a step into the abyss, a place from which he could never come back. Lifting up his own head in pride and arrogance, he lost sight of the beauty and the humanity that his creator had given to us all. With all eyes on him, he set fire to the world. Overwhelmed with shame and fear, he hid himself. But the evidence was damning. He stood condemned. But God found Adam and his wife, Eve. And even in their darkest shame, he covered them and had a plan to cover more than their outward shame, but their inward shame. The similarities are striking, aren't they? I know you're thinking one thing, most likely, as that story's going. And then suddenly, oh, that's not what they're talking about. We wrote that because we wanted to explain an idea, right? We wanted to get us get to the point of what we are seeing now is nothing new. In fact, that what we are seeing now is, an, is the consequence of something very old, something very original. And that is sin itself. We have watched as this evil has been perpetrated today. And make no mistake what has happened in this George Floyd case and in these other cases as well has been evil and, and uh, just absolutely terrible stuff. And the reason that people are outraged about it, even if they don't believe in such a thing as sin, they don't believe in such a thing as original sin, but yet we <laughs> protest and some riot and some rage on the internet and some express this deep uh, emotion about things, but they don't actually ever get to what the root cause is. And we've seen this with, with Adam and Eve. And we talk about this a lot, but I think it's because we want to lay this foundation very clearly and say, if you want to solve a problem, just like if a doctor wants to to fix a problem, if all they do is put a Band-Aid over it, if all they do is treat the symptom, it's not going to fix the problem. Now, that being said, there are things that if somebody's bleeding out, first thing, stop the bleeding, right? 
So that may be a bandage, that may be pressure, but the pressure alone doesn't sew that thing back up. It doesn't heal that heart, whatever the, the wound is speaking spiritually here. So we see in our world right now, chaos, riots, we see people raging against this or that side, and we're trying to say, let's bring this back in and say, the God who created us is the only one who can fix us. And he has, and he's made that way through Jesus Christ. If we simply go on being outraged, and we should be outraged because sin is bad, uh, we there is righteous anger, you know, there's some great links that we'll put in the show notes uh, from the Gospel Coalition, uh, an article, um, it, you should be angry, God, it's godly to be angry in the right way, righteous anger, and we should be angry. When we see the effects of, of sin going on, we should be angry about it. But we should also be looking to ourselves and be seeing how even in us that sin is there. And even in, in, in any of these people who are upset, it's like they're upset, but they don't have a solution. All they have is anger and rage. And that only takes you so far. And sometimes it takes you really, really far and in, in, into terrible things. And some people just take advantage of that. But we have a heart that needs redemption. We can't legislate new redemptive processes into our lives. We can penalize and punish and discipline with laws, but we can't actually make those laws do anything to change a heart. And that's really what is at the core of racism or segregation is it's a heart issue. It's not something that more laws will ever change. It's not even something that peaceful protesting will change. That will raise awareness, which is good. Like it's good to raise awareness about a problem. It's good to get attention to say something has to change, but really that isn't, that doesn't change any matter of the heart that only raises awareness. So we can march and that's good, but what are we going to do after that? When people stop marching, when all of the calories are gone from your body and you can't march anymore, what will change the heart of the people who are treating people unfairly, who think that they're better than other people, who think that simply the color of a person's skin makes them less than? Yeah. If all we can do is rage, then we are just going to continue to see problems persist because getting mad at somebody sometimes is, is very appropriate. And it's a great way. It's, it's essentially like a form of the law to come out and go, this is, this is what you did wrong, and you stand condemned. But what is going to cover? What is going to change? What is going to actually transform? And that is the gospel of Jesus Christ coming into the hearts of people. And that's where we see these churches in these areas who are doing these things. They are actually reaching out, and they're saying, yes, racism is, is evil, abuse is evil corruption is evil we should stand against these things and I, and i think that there's a an assumption that's often made in christianity where we think almost like uh, we're supposed to have a, a pacifist type of view on things like well we don't fight no that's not true like we even we have a god who who fights we we look all throughout scripture where god has commanded um 
his people in, in the Old Testament, Israel, to go and fight and destroy an enemy ultimately. And spiritually speaking, we should be fighting, but the best way to be fighting uh, is in our own hearts, you know. And and then from that, let things flow out where, okay, this law, this thing, like we do need to see stuff changed, but it's, it's not going to become heaven, and we're never going to see heaven here on earth. That doesn't mean that we don't fight for better things, for for change and transformation in whatever capacity is possible at this time. I was doing a meditation. I think I've mentioned it on the show before. It's called Encounter, and it's on Spotify. Um, my best friend recommended it, and I love it. Um, I don't know if I had heard of this parable before. It's not actually straight out of scripture, but the parable says, imagine a man is pushing or imagine a man is having a conversation with the Lord. And the Lord says, man, I want you to go push that rock. And so the man goes to the rock and he, and he pushes and he labors and he toils and, but the rock is too big and he cannot move it. And he's so frustrated and he comes back to the Lord and he said, Lord, you told me to push the rock. And the Lord says, yes, I told you to push the rock. I never expected you to move it. Now, man, I will move the rock. And I thought that was a beautiful picture for what's going on right now in our country. We can push, we can push this rock, but that doesn't mean that we can move it because God is the only one who can push this rock. By all means, we need to raise awareness. We need to raise uh, attention to things. When when there is sin to be called out, uh, it's not good. It's not healthy. Those things need to be addressed. Um, but then what is the solution? And I think in a lot of these things, we have just a lot of broken hearts that are upset, enraged, um, sad. And some are, you know, I think there are outliers who are taking advantage of the situation and just trying to create chaos or even just while people are busy focusing on the 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 outrage and everything else, they're off in the side and they're looting and they're rioting and creating destruction. But that's not who we're talking about. We're talking about the people who are genuinely protesting. Like, first of all, as Christians, we should stand in solidarity with that. There should never be, like, it breaks my heart when I'll go on social media and I'll see people posting things where they're like, well, you know, I've never seen uh, somebody do that and, and that, that couldn't have been that. Or, or they'll justify it or they'll try and say like, well, what he must have done something really bad. The, the video we've watched uh, the Washington Post put a very good one together, just objective facts of timeline, of all the video they could piece together from cell phones and everything else uh, and security cameras and things. And it nothing that happened should have happened. And there was there was sin happening, you know, and people taking advantage and harming and doing evil to image bearers of God. In this instance, an image bearer of God, George Floyd, he, he was created in God's image and another image bearer of God rose up and destroyed him, murdered him. And that should be something that as, as, as a human being, even if you're not a Christian, you should look at that and say, that is not right. Because, because we're image bearers of God, we have that, that morality, that sense of justice placed within us. Even if you deny the existence of God, but you you demand justice, it's coming from a place, I believe, of 
God has created this sense of justice within you because you have right and wrong built into your heart because you're an image bearer of God. And in the same way, George Floyd, image bearer of God, he lost his life because another image bearer of God did what so similar to Adam and Eve did, rose up in arrogance and thought that his actions would not have consequences like they do. In Adam's case, his consequences affected the entirety of humanity. And in this instance, you have this one guy caused rioting and chaos and destruction. And he, in that moment, probably had no idea that that was what he was going to do. It shows how just a little action can cause consequences and repercussions. But now what we're here to do is say, there is another Adam. Scripture talks about the first Adam broke the world. The second Adam, Jesus Christ, brought healing and redemption. As he voluntarily laid down his life so that we could live. As he sacrificed himself for the redemption of us all. And we can only have our hearts changed by that second Adam. And right now, where do you want to be? Do you want to be in the camp of the first Adam? More rage, more outrage, more un, unfettered rage, we should say, without a solution will only lead to greater problems. But righteous anger directed, you know, we can say, point it to Jesus. Jesus is saying, I can take this. And he bears it on the cross. And he conquers Satan. He conquers sin. He conquers death. All the things, our enemies, <laughs> that everybody's upset about, it's just ironic to me. It's like all the things we hate the most, This, these are the things that Christ came to fix. And people are like, no, nah, I don't believe that. But here he is, and he's laying it out before you and saying, here, here I am. I'm covering you. You know, when God covered Adam and Eve and he sacrificed an animal to give them skins to cover their nakedness, their outward shame, Christ sacrificed himself and his blood covers our inward shame. It doesn't just cover it. It gives us new hearts, new lives. And the new hearts are what we need the most. We're all searching for justice. And the fact of the matter is, is that we are not going to truly ever completely get justice for all the wrong that is done in the world. Ecclesiastes 3.17 says, I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. And I think we are the there is something built within us in us like Stu said we there's something built within us that longs for justice and that justice will be had but the problem is is that we are trying to get it for ourselves and it's not our job to enact that justice we can put systems into place like we can put legislation into place uh, we can we can hold people accountable on this earth but true justice that rectifies every single wrong is still to come this is kind of a shorter episode, I think. And some of that, I think, is we want to keep it to the point. And this is something, like I, I believe we said earlier, we can add our two cents, but we don't just want to do that. That's not the point of this show. It is to point people to Jesus Christ. And knowing that only he can redeem, only he can ultimately heal. Now, how he does that, sometimes he chooses to work in the here and now, and using people to do righteousness. So don't hear us saying that no laws at all 
are going are going to be a solution or no policy changes those that's not what we're saying but we're saying those things will inevitably fall short because all they can do is reflect back the brokenness to the people who are committing these crimes but Jesus can actually change that heart and we want to see more people come to know meet love serve worship Jesus Christ because without him there's not going to be any change and eventually all are going to bow their knee to him. What this man did in bowing his knee to crush another man. We, we are going to bow to Jesus Christ in this. And all of us can say nothing except thank you. So we hope that you guys are in a good place, that you are safe. We pray that you are experiencing the peace and love of God right now. We know the world is crazy and it's going to be until the return of Jesus. In this moment, Christ can return in our lives and we can experience a glimpse of what it will be like in that ultimate time when he returns presently with us. So put your hope on him. Don't lose sight of what the bigger picture is. And we love you guys. We thank you. We appreciate you for for listening. If you guys have any questions, you can reach out to us on Instagram at at show, or you can send us an email at feedback at alloflifeshow.com. We will link the referenced articles in the show notes. We're praying for you and we love you. Thanks for tuning in. God bless.